Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. As we continue in the book of Philippians, we made it to chapter 1, verses 15 through 18. You see, Paul is burdened, but still joyful, as he shared the struggle of dealing with with the disappointing attitudes of some of his highly critical so-called co-workers. He, he mentions this, some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, some also of goodwill. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then? Notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Did you notice the way Paul ends his thoughts? I do rejoice and will rejoice, and he throws a little yay in the middle of that. It takes more than a prison, some chains, or some critical believers to steal Paul's joy away from him. He still had confidence in God. And by the way, your confidence in God will do the same for you. In our passage today, we catch a glimpse of a sad but ever-present problem. We would expect unbelievers to attack those who have given their lives for the spread of the gospel, but not fellow believers. Have you ever been disappointed in another Christian friend who totally disagrees with your stand for God? Do you have friends who jokingly make fun of you because of your personal standards? Have you allowed any of them to steal your joy or dampen your zeal for God? Two thoughts. Contentious believers are full of envy, strife, and contention. They are not sincere, pretend to care, but don't, and maliciously attack other believers. Comforting believers are full of love, goodwill, and truth. They genuinely support those who are declaring and defending the purity of the gospel. One difference between the contentious believer and the comforting believer is not always in what he teaches or believes, but how he teaches or believes it. Some can have admirable positions but drive others away with their harsh dispositions. If, if your theological position causes you to violate any other portion of Scripture, then there is something wrong with your position. If your theological position causes you to be mean, ugly, or unchristlike towards others, then you'd better check your position. If there is anything in our lives that causes us to be harsh, insensitive, or unforgiving, we need to open up the doors of communication for clarification, counsel, and maybe forgiveness. What about the envy? How do we know if we are motivated by envy? Envy is a type of jealousy that actually causes you grief when you see the happiness of someone else. You not only want what they have, but you maliciously don't want them to have it. Because of Paul's popularity and success, contentious believers started attacking him. Today, the contentious ones would say, ah, oh, anyone who has that kind of crowd and is loved by so many must be doing something wrong. Envy is evil. Envy usually begins with comparisons that result with a complaining, critical heart. Envy is never satisfied. God's Word says love envy, envies not. Have you ever struggled with intense envy? Why were you so envious? Did your envy result in any positive relationships? Did you ever get what you thought you wanted? Envy is evil. Envy is never satisfied. What about the words strife and contention? What do you do when your personal friends attack you and wonder what you're doing wrong to be so successful in what you do? You can almost hear the attacks on Paul. 
Paul's in prison. God must be punishing him for some secret sin in his life. If Paul's faith was so strong, why hasn't he been released from jail? I'm not in jail. I must be better than him. Someday Paul will see that he is not, oh, not the only big fish in this pond. Okay, Solomon told us years ago that only by pride, selfishness, selfish ambition comes contention. If the stand you take at either your church school or where it causes division, hurt feelings, and daily disagreements, you had better check the purity of your motives or the misunderstandings among your friends and co-workers. No one wants to live a life surrounded by strife or contention. Before attempting to deal with your disagreeing, disgruntled friends, slowly meditate on James' advice and counsel in dealing with dissension. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation or lifestyle his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart's glory, not lie not against truth. This wisdom descends not from above. It's earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits. It's without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. That's James three thirteen to 18. What about this love and goodwill? Even though Paul had some ministry friends who were against him, he also had many comforting friends who were an encouragement to him. Their ministries were all about others. They were consumed with the cause rather than their cause, which they obviously learned from Paul himself. The key of getting along with co-laborers and other ministries is focus. A selfish focus seeks to impress rather than bless. Its goal is to create an impressive kingdom that is amazing to behold. A selfless focus seeks to please God and do all it can for, the, for his eternal kingdom. Paul and his comforting friends preached the gospel because they loved God and loved others. Paul loved so much he was willing to endure jail time joyfully. Although we may never be locked up in solitary confinement, uh, we may be sentenced to years of mocking time or being laughed at time. What then? These two little words say so much. You can almost hear Paul shaking his head and saying, what then? But what does it matter? Who cares if I'm liked or not? Don't you realize that the truth of the gospel is being preached all over Philippi? Being stuck here in prison with a rotating congregation of Roman soldiers gives me ample gospel opportunity. Those who think they're hurting me are only fooling themselves. I'm doing in prison what I would be doing out of prison, preaching the gospel. That puts a, a smile on both my face and my heart. I do rejoice. It takes more than a couple selfish attitudes to steal my joy. I will rejoice. My life's goal is being accomplished by others whom I have impacted in the past. They may not do it my way, but it is getting done. I do rejoice and will rejoice. We should pray, Lord, keep us rejoicing no matter who is attacking us. Keep us rejoicing no matter how difficult the opposition becomes. Lord, we're confident in you. Please keep us rejoicing, rejoicing, and rejoicing. Hey, our day's up. Uh, but remember, it is the day the Lord made. So what should we do? Just like Paul telling us today, let's rejoice. Yay! And again, I say rejoice. And I hope that you have a really, really, really good day.